0: This is Chris, hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. As always, I appreciate you all coming back and I wanna welcome you to episode two in our Poppin' With Buyer series. And a big thanks to Airbnb for being a part of this series. If you're looking to bring in some extra money and wanna really jumpstart your retirement savings, hosting on Airbnb can be a great way to do that. You can join the over two million people who are currently earning money hosting on Airbnb. And the thing I really love about it is that it's still your house. So you can set the rules. You host when you want to host. You don't host when you don't want to host. And Airbnb offers a host guarantee that helps protect your property in the unlikely event that something goes wrong. So if you want to learn more and to sign up to be a host, just visit popcornfinance.com Airbnb, and you'll receive a $100 cash bonus if you generate $500 in booking value by May 31st. Terms and conditions do apply. But thanks again to Airbnb for being a part of this series, and I'm really excited because today we're going to be joined by Julian and Kirsten from Rich and Regular. I actually first heard about them on Jamila's podcast, Journey to Launch, and I heard them share their story about you know, their, their pursuit of FIRE, financial independence. So when I heard that, I knew I had to connect with them and I had the opportunity to do that in Orlando, Florida at FinCon last year. For those of you who don't know, I probably talked about it a ton already on the show, but FinCon, it's a big conference for like finance bloggers and podcasters. We all get together together talk about money, (laughs) have a good time, and there I had the opportunity to sit and talk with Julian and Kirsten. So we are sitting at a table in the middle of this huge conference ballroom area, so you will hear some background noise, but that just adds to the ambiance, I think. That's what I'm gonna tell you, but (laughs) there's just a little noise in the background. You can hear people talking and walking around, but still a a really great conversation. So let's jump into episode two with Julian and Kirsten, The Journey to Five. In the middle of it right now, you're working towards achieving financial independence. So, I want to ask you. Well, I'll break it up. I won't ask you all the questions at once. But, but sure. for one, like, why? 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 Why are you even doing this?
1: <laughs> so, we spent uh, about five years becoming debt free. We had two hundred thousand dollars in debt combined between the two of us, and once we paid off our primary mortgage, we just really were able to look at our lives with a level of clarity that we didn't have before. And so with no major big bill every month, it started to make work less fun.
0: Mm. <laughs> and we would sit
1: in the office all day and sit in traffic in Atlanta. And we just started realizing like, what else can we remove from our plate? And it became clear that it was it was work. And you know, in our community, that's called FI, financial independence, where you can live a life that doesn't require work. Mm. And so that became the new goal is to save up enough money, continue to live like we had a bunch of debt and just throw everything into index funds and other savings vehicles so that we could eventually retire.
0: When did you
2: decide to to make this change? Like what what was that what was that point in your life? That's really interesting. I'd like to say it started before we even got engaged, but I think there was a really pivotal moment, really a couple of days after we got engaged. We got engaged at Machu Picchu in Peru. Mm-hmm. And this just kind of speaks to the how much of money nerds we are. When we flew back to Lima, we spent the very first day after we were back, like just obviously eating and drinking and celebrating, but literally planning out, all right, how do we just kind of like stay in this feeling forever? Now, obviously, every day is not going to feel like that, but it kind of goes back to this idea of being free. We love to travel. We love just really being away from work. Like we love and enjoy work, but we don't love it more than we love that feeling and ourselves and the kind of life that we wanted to live and so as she said it was really about kind of removing the biggest obstacle that was separating us from living the life of our dreams and so yeah it started a few days after we got engaged you were literally (laughs) financially planning uh, trying to hack even the way that we were planning the wedding uh, and the whole thing so yeah. You
0: know, a lot of times when I hear people talk about the changes they want to make in their lives financially, yeah. it's because, like, they hate their jobs. That's what I hear most. I mean, for me, at one point in time, I really hated work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, how do I not come back here ever again? So, but for you, was it, were you enjoying work at the time? Or was it more so you enjoyed the feeling that you have that freedom of not being at work and being able to be independent through other sources of income?
1: Yeah the time, I think we both enjoyed our jobs. But the thing about jobs is that they're fun until they're not. <laughs> and so we knew that it couldn't be good forever. Julian's timeline ended before mine did. I still enjoy my job. Uh, Julian's got very stressful over the next few years. And that became another catalyst of, you know, a reason why we don't need to gamble with a career keeping us happy forever. Like, it's better to just you know, bet on yourself and to assume that these companies will always take care of you or always make you feel the way that you do at a given time.
2: And I would add to that and say that, you know, I'd spent 20 years in my, in my industry. And so I was very passionate about it. Uh, in fact, it's, it's essentially part of my family. My family is from Jamaica. Tourism is a really important part of, of, of really the culture. And so a lot of that was passed down to me. And that really led to my career progression. Uh, so I was super passionate and I'm still passionate about it. But again, I wouldn't say that I love it more than I love my family, more than I love uh, these ideas that I have, you know, and, and, or travel and that sort of thing. And so after 20 years, 20 years is a long time. That's a long time. You know what I mean? And so, you know, just, I'm 38 now. I mean, you know, I've been in that industry essentially my entire life. I'm fine with walking away with a 20 year (laughs) career, you know? We were smart and savvy in the way that we invested. And so, you know, we we were really kind of bucking conventional wisdom. If somebody said they had a 20 year career and they were 50 years old, nobody would bat an eye to them, you know, saying that they were ready to retire. Well, for me, it just so happened that, you know, I started really early and after 20 years on the dot, just about things got really frustrating. And uh, we decided to pursue other ways to create income. Financial independence, like the definition,
0: I think it, the, the, the bigger broad definition is you're not relying on like a, a regular job income, Correct. regular earnings income to survive and, and make, make you know, live your life but i see people going about it many different ways some people they just save so much money they just don't ever have to go back to work other people they just more so transitioning to something that they enjoy doing and this gives them the the freedom to do it even though it didn't you're not making as much as you did maybe at your, your your traditional job so for you what's your what's your approach to to fi and what does that look like for you
1: yeah, there's definitely a lot of paths. I think the first one that you described is the old school, traditional one, old school. It's not even a long, it's not an old movement, but um, you know, the, the I guess the founders of the FIRE community started with saving 25 years worth of income. So they would have these big accounts that had large balances and they just draw down 4% every year. We took a little bit of a different path um, only to shorten the timeline. So we have two rental properties that help offset some of our income. And so instead of having 25 years worth of savings, we only really need about 11 or 12 because we have these passive income streams that are coming in that we t- can subsidize how much we actually have to withdraw from the larger account once we do retire. And we're
2: looking to create more. So we're not we're not stopping there. We still have tons of ideas uh, and, and we feel pretty confident about our, our ability to create smaller passive uh, streams of income. And so, you know, the way I think about it is a lot of people aspire to have that big six figure job and that's great. But what comes with that is oftentimes a lot of stress, a lot of really high expectations. And what we are essentially doing is say, well, instead of one big six figure job, create you know, $10,000 gigs. You know what I mean? That kind of work on your behalf. You don't have to be the best at any of it, Mm -hmm. you know? But if you're, good enough to generate $10,000 with that little idea passively, hey, more power to you. And so that's kind of the the, the way that we're essentially hacking income by trying to create as many tiny bits of of streams of income as possible. And so real estate is one. Obviously, our nest egg and being able to draw from that is another. But we've got tons of ideas uh, and things that we're trying to uh, actually roll out under the guise of rich and regular. I love that because with a job, even though, you know, jobs are for
0: the most part, kinda secure, I guess you can call a job secure. It could go away. But by you're almost like diversifying your income by if if one of those things just went away, you have nine other ones you can go to. Correct. So you give yourself a little more flexibility for ups and downs in the economy and and whatever particular area you focus one of these income streams in. So I think it's great. Even if someone's working a full time job, there's nothing wrong with having other streams of income to go along with that. Whatever it be, you choose what you want it to be, but it helps give you some, some protection because you could get laid off at any point no one says your job
2: is guaranteed forever so absolutely and that's that's risky you know people talk about entrepreneurship being risky I actually see it the other way around, you know, relying solely on someone else to give you a paycheck uh, and to be really in control of your ability to generate income or even grow that income. For us, that's actually really, really risky. And so we just had our first child, he's 18 months old right now. And so, you know, we're just kind of thinking about the times that we're in and just how volatile things could be or you could almost say already are, Uh, we did not want to put all of our eggs in any one basket. We'd rather just create our own sort of lane uh, and hopefully uh, it works out. We feel good about it. So what what does this
0: look like for you as far as like your end goal? Do you have like a date you already have set out into the future or are you still kind of working through the
2: numbers and seeing what's going to work best for what you have going on? We've been saying uh, three to five and I think that three to five years from now uh, I could see a world where that timeline is, is shortened a little bit. Um, but it's really a feeling, you know. We get that question a lot, particularly in the uh, fire or fi space. You know, it's almost like a way that you greet someone. Like, you know, they don't just say, "Hey, hi, my name is Julian." They say, "Hi, what's your number?" You know, "What's your timeline?" And say, like, "Whoa," you know, like, you know, <laughs> I'm a person first. You know, let's start with that. Uh, so yeah, we don't really have a number, it, and it's a feeling, and. Um, And that's that's, that's one because, again, things change, right? I'm not gonna just commit myself to a number. You know, who knows what's gonna happen with the market. I think everyone that's been paying attention should be bracing for a bit of a collapse because there's no way that we can sustain this sort of market forever. Um, But for us, you know, we're not just trying to create a lifestyle for ourselves. We've got uh, our son. You know, we may potentially try to have another child. And we also have, you know, parents and other people that we need to consider and, and in some cases take care of. And so, you know, they're older, and um, you know, those are all things that we have to factor in to our lives. But it's also one of the reasons why we're pursuing uh, financial independence because, you know, if they get ill, we want to be there. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to, you know, I've had enough experiences in my life where, you know, I've not been able to be there for a family member uh, in a time of need because I had to work. And so I want to be in greater control of my, my time so that we can uh, attend to the things that matter the most to us.
0: That's a good explanation too, because it's it's complicated. It's not just it is. I'm gonna be done in four thousand two hundred twenty five days. It's not it's not that specific. Life is complicated, so you gotta really think about all the things and kind of have a range, and you can kind of move it around depending on what's going on in life. You never know what's gonna happen. So, exactly, exactly, you know. exactly. I really appreciate the two of you coming out here and you know taking away your time from. I think lunch just ended, so I appreciate you <laughs> sitting with me and talking. Sure. So, If people want to know more about what you're doing, follow your journey, kind of root you on as you move towards financial independence. Where's the best place to to reach out to you?
1: You can find our blog at richandregular.com. We're also on Instagram at richandregular, Twitter at richandregular, and and we have a Facebook page.
0: I'll make sure I put that in the show notes so people can can easily get over there to you and uh, kind of maybe ask you some questions if they're if they're interested in trying out some of this FI stuff that uh, (laughs) that people out there doing. So we love it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the the conference. It's great, man. Thanks. Thanks again to Airbnb for being a part of the Poppin' with Fire series. I think we all wish that we had a little extra cash to help us boost our retirement savings. Visit popcornfinance.com Airbnb to start hosting, and you'll receive a $100 cash bonus if you generate $500 in booking value by May 31st. So make sure you visit popcornfinance.com Airbnb to learn more and sign up. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again to Julian and Kirsten from Rich and Regular for joining me. If you want to check out notes from today's episode or really notes from any of the episodes that are going to be in this series, just head on over to popcornbinance.com fire or just go to the show notes. I have a link in there as well. Next week, I'm going to be joined by Jillian Johnsrud from Montana Money Adventures. And she's going to be talking about the why of FI, the why of financial independence. She's going to share a little bit about her story of how a really difficult situation when she was young kind of helped push her towards financial independence. So it's really, really powerful story really uh, thankful that she was open and shared this with me so make sure you come back next week on monday check out that episode and you might get a little bonus popcorn recipe episode next week as well so that's all i'm gonna say so you just make sure you're subscribed that way you get that you get a great story and you may get a great recipe for some food just saying so (laughs) make sure you come back next week check out those episodes. But before we go, I want to keep my word and give a shout out to a listener who left an amazing review for me last week. This is from Savvy History Music titled Friendly Vibes. This podcast nails a very underrated talent, the ability to be concise yet useful. Mostly I enjoy how it can infuse a little humor into my day or into a money topic while also being deep at times. Ooh, I like that part. Like the interview with Kate Flanders discussing friendship. I have a very short walk slash drive to work and my daycare isn't very far away either. Sometimes I only want a 10 minute podcast this podcast does a trick every time and doesn't disappoint as a music lover the intro is pretty cool too thank you savvy history music i really appreciate that that was that was a really great review i I wish i need like print these things out put them on my wall or refrigerator (laughs) something like that because i really do enjoy hearing what y'all think about the show uh it it means a lot so thank you for taking the time to write that oh and about the music i did make the intro myself I've never changed the intro music. It has been the same since day one of the podcast. I made this music in GarageBand, just playing around. One day I'll have to play the music that was almost the intro i go back and listen to it and i was like i'm really happy i didn't pick that but <laughs> this was attempt number two in my attempt to make intro music and yeah it's just kind of stuck and i've kept it around and i don't think i've really made any changes to it since uh, the very first episode so yeah that's that that's, <laughs> that's where the that music came from so thank you i'm gonna get out of here i appreciate you all joining me here for another bag of popcorn i hope you all have an amazing rest of your week and i'll talk to you soon
2: Your boy keep it poppin'
0: like Mary Poppins.